1: Good morning, it's Thursday. We have breaking news, a major step to avoid a devastating rail strike from coast to coast. We've got everything you need to know. It's September 15th. This is today.
2: Back on track with just hours to go, a tentative deal reached overnight to keep tens of thousands of rail workers on the job. An historic strike that could have crippled the United States economy and brought train travel to a standstill. We're live at the White House with a last minute scramble to reach that agreement. Controversial move. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis sends planes filled with migrants to Martha's Vineyard. The reaction there as the battle over immigration intensifies. Lying in state, one by one, mourners saying their final goodbyes to the Queen. The line to pay respects now miles long. She meant so much to everybody. We had to be here after the solemn pageantry of the royal family's procession through the streets of London. We'll take you there live. Breaking overnight, emergency evacuations, dangerous flooding in Ukraine after Russia strikes a major dam. We'll have the very latest in a live report. Those stories plus trouble in the tropics, Fiona forming in the Atlantic overnight. Al's tracking where that tropical storm could be headed. And they're gonna need a bigger boat. you get that? A shark jumps on board a fishing charter, surprising passengers with an unforgettable catch of the day. Today, Thursday, September 15th, 2022.
0: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
2: Good morning, good to see you. Welcome to today. We're glad you're with us on a Thursday morning. Imagine you're like you're on a charter boat, you're fishing, it's a
1: beautiful (laughs) day, and you're like, Wait, what just happened? This is incredible. Yeah. Talk about jumping the shark (laughs) right there. I mean, I think it's a catch and release, but can you imagine? You know those whale watching expeditions and you never see a whale? Right. They they Definitely got more than they bargained for. Incredible Mm -hmm. video. We'll have a little bit more on that later. But meanwhile, we want to show you those massive Mm -hmm. crowds, and London people are waiting their turn to pay their respects to Queen Elizabeth.
2: Yeah, it comes after that touching tribute yesterday when the Queen's coffin was moved from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Hall
1: where she will lie in state until Monday's funeral. We'll have the latest from London coming up in just a little bit. But we want to start with that breaking Mm -hmm. news coming out just a short time ago, actually. A tentative deal to avert a rail strike. Why don't we take a live look at Penn Station right here in New York. People there
2: heading to work this morning, like every morning. A strike would have impacted those commutes, impacted the supply chain. It would have and could have cost the American economy $2 billion per day. THE PRESIDENT ANNOUNCED THE DEAL WAS REACHED JUST AFTER 5 THIS MORNING EASTERN. THAT WAS AFTER 20 HOURS OF NEGOTIATIONS. NBC'S CHIEF WHITE HOUSE CORRESPONDENT PETER ALEXANDER HAS THE VERY LATEST. PETER, WHAT DO WE KNOW ABOUT THIS DEAL, HOW IT CAME TO BE EARLY THIS MORNING?
3: Yeah, Hoda, this crisis averted at just the last minute. The announcement coming early this morning, as you noted from the president, that a tentative deal was reached to avoid what would have been a crippling rail strike. The first in 30 years the White House had feared a shutdown would have caused massive disruptions across the country, including supply chain backups when the U.S. can least afford it. President Biden writing that the deal is a, quote, win for tens of thousands of rail workers who work tirelessly through the pandemic. He says they'll get better pay, improved working conditions, and peace of mind around their health care costs. He also praised the rail companies here. This tentative agreement, the handshake, I'm told, coming at 2.30 this morning, according to aides, came after 20 consecutive hours of face-to-face negotiations led by the Labor Secretary Marty Walsh that included what a source describes as a crucial call from President Biden, Biden late last night, Walsh had warned that a strike would have been, in his words, catastrophic. And just consider the consequences: 40% of this country's products shipped long distance are moved by rail, from auto parts to lumber to the food that we eat. And we'd already seen the possible implications, Hoda, with Amtrak preemptively canceling mm-hmm. three long-distance train routes beginning today. Hoda.
2: Peter, you said a tentative deal, all a handshake. So when does it become official?
3: Yes, so as you note, it is still tentative. This still needs to go to the union membership for a vote. There is one key part of this agreement, we should note that there will be what they call a cooling off period of sorts for several weeks to ensure that even if a vote fails here, that there is not an immediate shutdown, so the bottom line this morning, good news for the economy, certainly, if this holds a major relief as well for the president less than two months before the midterms, Hoda.
2: All right, Peter Alexander Forrest there with that breaking news
1: out of the White House. Peter, thank you. And now to that dramatic and controversial twist in the battle over immigration overnight. The governor of Florida taking credit for sending at least two planes filled with migrants to the wealthy Massachusetts island of Martha's Vineyard. NBC's Carrie Sanders joins us with the breaking details. Carrie, good morning.
0: Well,
4: good morning, Savannah. This is seen as an escalation by Republican governors upset with President Biden's immigration and border policies. This move is designed to squarely put the immigration issue into states that are predominantly run by Democrats. This morning, a surprising scene in Martha's Vineyard. Two planes filled with about 50 migrants landing on the island, according to emergency management officials. Authorities say the planes were sent from Florida Wednesday afternoon by Governor Ron DeSantis. This video, provided by DeSantis' office, which says it was obtained by a source on the ground, appears to show the migrants' arrival on the island. DeSantis's office saying the planes were part of the state's relocation program to transport illegal immigrants to sanctuary destinations, adding states like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration. This is really clearly a, a, a political, uh, political stunt. Republican Governor DeSantis borrowing a tactic from other Republican governors, moving migrants to other states in order to protest the Biden administration's border policies. Since April, Texas busted more than 7,000 migrants to D.C., which declared a public emergency last week. The state has also bused thousands to New York and Chicago. Local Democratic lawmakers in Martha's Vineyard outraged representative Dylan Fernandez posted to social media saying he met with the immigrants at a local church and that dozens of beds have been supplied by local social services along with meals, medical care
3: and a play area for children at a shelter. Some of these people I've been told traveled months just to get to the border um and then were were sent here in in an airplane with very little information about where they're going or why they were going there.
1: Carrie, it sounds like the local community pulled together to to give shelter and, and help to these migrants, but were local officials given any kind of warning to prepare for the arrival?
4: Well, several local officials say that Florida gave them no warning that they did have to scramble to provide some humanitarian aid to those who are arriving, and they liken it to responding to
1: a natural disaster. Savannah. All right. Kerry Sanders, thank you very much. Now let's move to
2: some breaking news overnight from Ukraine. A Russian strike on a dam flooding part of Ukraine President Zelensky's hometown. NBC's Megan Fitzgerald is in Kyiv with the very latest on this. Hey, Megan, good morning.
5: Hoda, this morning, another missile striking that same town that was hit overnight. This, as the Ukrainians say, they are closing in on Kherson, the first city to fall under Russian control. Overnight, dangerous floodwaters rushing into the streets of Kriviri, filling up homes and forcing evacuations. Russia's latest attack on critical infrastructure just days ago hitting a power station in the north, plunging millions into the dark. The strike seen as retaliation after their embarrassing retreat. Ukraine's military sweeping through Russia's front lines in a lightning-fast advance, saying they've now liberated 3,200 square miles of land from the south to the northeast. President Zelensky was involved in a minor car accident Wednesday evening. A spokesperson says he doesn't have any serious injuries. Earlier in the day, he toured two towns in the Kharkiv region, an area he says has now almost been completely recaptured.
6: We know that truce is on our side, though, so we'll come because because it's our land and it's our people.
5: But the newly freed territory is also destroyed. Buildings crumbled, some houses completely gone, as evidence is now surfacing of the most horrific atrocities of war, including torture and murder. Investigations of dozens of war crimes underway. This woman says as the occupiers fled, they murdered her boy. I curse this war, I curse Putin, but no one will give my son back. I feel like God is my life went out of my body. It's a debilitating type of grief felt across the world
2: and his dad called to tell me that he had been killed
5: on a mission. Misty Gossett's 24 year old son Joshua, a US Army veteran from Tennessee, had no connection to Ukraine, but he went to help anyway. He was a born soldier. Um, I, I think he was a soldier every Halloween. Isn't Tired childhood. It's been 24 days and she's still waiting for his remains. He did fall in love with Ukraine, but this is his home. Waiting for the return of a soldier willing to die for democracy, no matter the country. NBC News has reached out to the State Department, but they're not commenting. Misty says she has no idea when her son's remains will return home.
2: Hoda. All right, Megan Fitzgerald for us there in Kiev. Megan, thank
1: you. We'll move on to other news now. Craig joins us. Hi, Craig. Good morning. Hey, Savannah.
6: Morning. Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Let us take you now to London and a live look at the Queen's coffin lying in state. Exactly one week after her death now, you can see the thousands of mourners still making, her way, making their way past that casket. There are hundreds of thousands more set to pay their final respects to the monarch in the coming days. NBC senior international correspondent Keir Simmons joins us once again from London. Keir, good morning to you.
7: Craig, good morning. Behind me, the Palace of Westminster inside the Queen's Casket. And behind me, just there, you can see them, those lines of folks very close now to their moment with Her Majesty. The front pages of the British newspapers showing the Queen's Casket lying in state and another showing that moment of togetherness between Harry and William. The headline, the pride and the pain. Through the night and into the morning, they kept coming. A stream of mourners quietly filing past the Queen's majestic coffin. Outside, thousands in a long line stretching along the famous River Thames and three miles across London, waiting hours for just a few last minutes with their late Queen. Inside Westminster Hall, one by one, stopping only briefly, each with their own reason to want to say goodbye.
5: I think it's them standing at the top of the stairs and realising that this is this is why, we've, why we're why we here. Did it help? Yes, okay. it did. You saw and you had to accept that you saw it was finality. Yeah.
8: I think that's what it, it yes. did.
7: The late monarch's casket, draped with the royal standard, a simple wreath of flowers from the gardens of her beloved homes, Balmoral and Windsor, and placed on a velvet cushion, the imperial crown, Perhaps the most famous of the Queen's crown jewels, encrusted with almost 3,000 diamonds, she wore it at her coronation. For her family, a long farewell, slowly following her coffin, the King walking behind her, just as he did when she was Queen. William and Harry, side by side, as they were when they walked this same route behind their mother Diana's coffin, 25 years ago. Like his father, William wearing his military uniform, Princes Harry and Andrew, both veterans, in suits but with their medals. Inside, they were joined by the Queen consort, Camilla, as well as Kate and Meghan. Harry and Meghan briefly holding hands, the prince perhaps wiping away a tear. And this morning, William and Kate at Sandringham, the late Queen's country estate, meeting well wishers as the kingdom continues to mourn.
2: Wow, some beautiful images there, uh, Kier. So people have been waiting in line for, I don't know, more than a day, for hours and hours. You've been speaking with them. Uh, What are they saying?
7: Yeah. You know, Hoda, many of them are saying after the Queen's lifetime of service, standing in line like this is the least they can do. And mm-hmm. Just underscoring that uh, dedication to duty. One of the Queen's guards overnight, Hoda, actually fainted rather than leave his post. You know, Hoda, during her reign, it was said that the Queen had to be seen to be believed. Many of these folks are telling us now, seeing her now is part of them simply striving to accept that she is gone. Mm. Hoda.
2: Mm. Okay
7: here Simmons for us there
2: care. Thank you and we'll be heading to uh, London. Yeah. for the funeral the on Monday yeah. On Monday but mm-hmm. the next
1: four days mm-hmm. or so people from all over the UK all over the world mm-hmm. will be able to pay their respects. Mm-hmm. Let's get our first check of the weather we say good morning to Al. You've got a tropical storm. Uh I was just telling
9: you yesterday how quiet it's been. In fact, it's been about as quiet as it's been in the tropics for about since 2013. Well, we now have Tropical Storm Fiona, 580 miles east of the Leeward Islands, 50 mile per hour winds. It's moving west at 13. Now we've got this big strong Bermuda high that's pushing winds and it's pushing Fiona west towards those Leeward Islands, but there's also drier air, and this wind shear is going to actually limit Fiona's development. So, as we move into Friday afternoon, it's over the Leeward Islands. As it starts to make its way toward Puerto Rico, Saturday evening, we're looking at heavy rain developing, could be three to six inches. That could lead to some flooding and some mudslides. If it were to move over the Dominican Republic and Haiti, that would really kind of tear it apart with those those, uh, islands and, and the mountains there. But right now, It looks like it's going to move to the north of that, so we're going to continue to track Fiona as we go on into the weekend. Meantime, closer to home, plenty of sunshine in the northeast. Gorgeous day today. It's going to be spectacular. want to play hooky. Today's the day to do it. Not that we're recommending that. Uh, Showers and storms down through Florida. Strong storms also in the central Rockies. 80 degrees in San Diego. Going to be gorgeous. Sunshine in 71 in Seattle. And that's your latest weather. Guys. All
2: right, Al. Thank you. Uh, Still ahead with mortgage rates at a high we haven't. Seen in more than a decade. What you need to know about the housing market right now, and why there's actually a silver lining for anybody who's struggling with rising
1: consumer prices. All right, and then we're going to flash back to our childhoods and reveal the finalists Mm. for the Toy Hall of Fame, the list, and how you can actually help pick this year's inductees. But first, this is today on NBC. What a
2: light, right?
1: Light, Yeah, me either. Wow.
0: He would lie his way into their dreams.
1: He was looking for James Bond girls.
7: How fun would that be to be a Bond girl?
0: Then twist them into a nightmare.
7: This guy's done this before. He'll do it again.
0: Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him
2: there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next.
0: I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com.
1: 7.30 Thursday morning, bird's eye view of the lovely folks who've come to our plaza this morning. I love the hi mom. Yeah. Mom's going to definitely see that one. Really cool. And we'll get out there and say hello. I like that oh, point of view. Looks I was gonna good. say we don't use the vantage point. That's nice. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's our little neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Let's get to your headlines here at 7:30. The defense team abruptly rested its case yesterday in the Parkland school shooting trial. It happened just moments before the jury was about to enter the courtroom to hear from more witnesses. The move caught the judge off guard, setting off this tense exchange with the defense team.
8: I have been practicing in this county for twenty years. You know what? Years. I don't want to hear it. I don't hear it. Judge, you're insulting me on the record in front of my client, and I believe that I should be able to... Okay, you can do
10: that later. You can put make your record later, but you've been insulting me the entire trial. So blatantly taking your headphones off, arguing with me, um, storming out, coming late intentionally if you don't like my rulings. So quite frankly, this has been long overdue.
1: The defendant, Nicholas Cruz, pleaded guilty last October to 17 murders and 17 attempted murders at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018. The state is seeking the death penalty in the sentencing phase, which is what this trial is about.
2: Uh, singer R. Kelly was convicted yesterday on six counts of child pornography and enticing girls for sex. The decision by a federal jury came one year after Kelly was convicted on federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges. He is serving a 30-year prison sentence in that case. Kelly has denied any wrongdoing.
6: Some fishermen got more than they bargained for during a charter boat trip off the coast of Maine, and of course, it was all caught on camera. Oh,
0: oh, you get that?
9: Had to
6: clean that up for you, it's morning TV, but uh, that's we're
1: gonna need a bigger <laughs> bleep. That's, that's a seven <laughs> foot
6: Mako shark jumps out of the water right into the boat. Thankfully, no one was hurt. The captain of that boat managed to, <laughs> it to take the hook out of its mouth, they tagged the shark, and like good fishermen, they threw it back in the water. So they were fishing for it, yeah.
1: Got
2: a hook in, well, oh my gosh, and wow, that's a, a lot, yeah, a lot there. All right. Get a bigger bleep. Is that what you said? Yeah, (laughs) we need a bigger bleep. I like it. All right, let's head back to London now, where this morning a steady stream of
1: mourners is continuing to file past the Queen's coffin at Westminster Hall. Yeah, it follows yesterday's solemn procession and service that gave Princes William and Harry and their wives another opportunity to reunite in public anyway. NBC's Molly Hunter joins us from London again. Hi, Molly. Good morning.
8: Hey guys, good morning. Now that massive line to get into Westminster Hall runs just below me. We were just asking people how long it took them to get here, three hours, they expect another 45 to get to the other side of the river. Now, earlier this morning, we did see the new Prince and Princess of Wales, Kate and Will, they were up at Sandringham. Of course, that is the Queen's estate where they spent Christmases as a family. They were greeting well-wishers, checking out tributes and accepting condolences. This country's favorite royal brothers, doing their best to make sure the focus stays on their beloved grandmother. Walking side-by-side Wednesday, though the two brothers are now looking at drastically different futures. William, the new Prince of Wales, now next in line to the throne. And with his wife Kate, they're now the two most popular members of the royal family.
5: I think even with Charles on the throne, William will have a much bigger role. I think it's going to be more of a double act, the Charles monarchy, uh, than his mother's was. So you can see just in the last week, Harry, as far as the royal family is concerned is less significant
8: and after this is all over Harry and Meghan will return to California far from this week's pomp and circumstance yesterday the couples alongside their whole family all the Queen's children and grandchildren united in grief and inside Westminster Hall the Duchess of Sussex Meghan, and Princess of Wales Kate seemingly closer, at least physically, than they've been in years. Meghan wearing a pair of classic pearl and diamond studs, a gift from Queen Elizabeth from their first engagement, just the two of them back in 2018, and Kate wearing a brooch that belonged to the Queen and earrings that were once Princess Diana's. On Saturday, we were there when William, Kate, Harry and Meghan surprised the crowds of well-wishers at Windsor Castle. It's just, just terrific. It's just so nice to see all four together and just... Yeah, it was brilliant. The crowd turned joyful. It almost felt like the so-called Fab Four from back in 2018. And though their children haven't been seen this week, the focus always on the next generation, George, Louis, and Charlotte, with the new name Wales, taking their place as the children of the future king, and little Archie and Lilibet also moving up a place in the royal line of succession, unclear if they'll earn the title HRH. And when they return to America, Meghan has her new podcast, Prince Harry still rumored to be publishing his own book before the year's end. But in the days before Queen Elizabeth's state funeral on Monday, a truce, it seems, of sorts. Their grandmother, even in death, still bringing the brothers together.
1: Molly, as you mentioned, I and mean, people are just so happy to see them together, especially at this time. Any sense of when they may reunite again? Obviously, the funeral is on Monday.
8: Yeah, Savannah, the funeral of course is on Monday, but I want to say and I want to remind our audience that seeing all four of them together last Saturday at Windsor, that was unannounced, that was not on the schedule. Will and Kate's trip up to Sandringham today, we just found out about that yesterday. So will we see all four of them together? Will we see the individual couples in the next few days? Absolutely, there are a lot of opportunities. We may even see them, Savannah, head in, and this is the line, like I mentioned, right around the river. We may even see them head into Westminster Hall to pay their final respects to the Queen.
6: All right, Molly, thank you very much. When we come back, another icon from across the pond. We're getting our first look this morning at the new season. That's right, Savannah, your
2: favorite. It is. The
6: wildly popular Great British Baking Show.
2: Wow. But first, Vicki is here with what you need to know about the impact of rising mortgage rates. And, Vicki, this impacts people. Even people who aren't looking to buy or sell. Yeah,
10: good morning to you. This is the least affordable climate for home ownership since 1989. Coming up, whether you're in the market for a home or you already own one, I'm going to have some ways for you to help lower your home costs. That's coming up right after these messages on today.
9: back
2: now coming up on 740 with consumer confidential. It's our series around the same time each morning where we highlight issues that impact your bottom line.
1: Yeah and this morning's focus the housing market mortgage rates are spiking to levels not seen in 14 years. Yeah,
6: NBC's senior consumer investigative correspondent Vicki Wynn joins us now with everything you need to know to save Vic, good morning.
10: Good morning Craig Savannah and Hoda there is good news and bad news if you're in the market for a home on the good side there's less competition, fewer bidding wars, and shorter lines at those open houses. The bad news, mortgage rates are the highest they've been in years, as you mentioned. But there are a lot of ways for house hunters and everyone else to save. Getting that dream home just got more expensive. Mortgage rates climbing above 6% for the first time since 2008. That's about double the mortgage rate from a year ago.
8: If you were buying a home on January 1st of this year, there's a $700 difference in your monthly payment now compared to what you would have paid back then.
10: Even those not looking to buy a house right now could be affected. Americans who took out an adjustable rate mortgage or ARM at lower rates could now see their monthly payments go up. The increase coming after Tuesday's inflation report revealed the price for nearly everything is still sky high and fears the Federal Reserve will hike interest rates once again at its meeting next week. Growing mortgage rates plus high home prices, creating the least affordable climate for homes since 1989. That means fewer people are actively looking to buy and mortgage applications are on the decline. Alex Zanakis and his family sold their home near Denver to move to Tucson, Arizona last month
3: our housing payment would have been over $1000 more a month just in interest for a similar type of loan.
10: He says they decided to lease a townhome for 1850 a month instead of opting for a monthly $3000 mortgage payment.
3: I think because of interest rates it's made us pump the brakes. It doesn't hurt to wait 6 to 9 9 months maybe even a year to see where the you know the prices level out.
10: And for those not in the market for a mortgage, a silver lining. Higher rates mean that the government is actually kind of succeeding in its mission to address inflation. In this economic climate, some real estate experts say consider an arm if you plan on staying in a home short term. It can help make purchasing a home more affordable. Arms often offer a lower starting interest rate when compared to a typical 30 year fixed mortgage and usually last five, seven or 10 years. What do buyers need to know before they get into an adjustable rate mortgage? Now it could adjust down, but it's more likely these days that the interest rate will adjust higher. Experts say home buyers should shop around and compare lenders to get the most competitive interest rate and be patient. How can you be safe and smart with your money if you're shopping for a home? there's always another house. So be careful about
8: getting into that emotional bidding war because while that might have been the market six months, a year ago, it is not the market today.
10: And you know what? People are getting a lot more creative when buying homes, too. Experts say they're seeing more multi-generational purchases or people actually joining with friends to pool their funds for a down payment. Now, if you're already in a home and you're worried about these increasing expenses, experts say, Consider renting out a room, or even a backyard, or a garage space. There's a few different ways you can sort of think outside the box to help extend your money. This is a very expensive time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, you said sometimes you can rent a pool.
10: People yeah, are yes. Airbnb in their pool. Yep. We
1: do
2: that. For, we do that for our kids' uh, swim lessons, which was so, so brilliant. Smart. You don't have a pool, and you're like, where can I go? Sure. And you just rent it for a couple yeah. hundred bucks for the for the day or yep. something.
10: It works out really well. All right. All right, Vicki. Thank you. You're
2: welcome.
6: By the way, guys, we're gonna have uh, lots more coming up about this in the third hour we're gonna break down buying versus renting how to make sure your house sells fast we'll also have a little bit more on why these high interest rates shouldn't necessarily scare you away. Get all that Coming up in just
9: a few minutes on the third hour of today. All right, but right now we got
1: Al Roker. Mm-hmm. What you got your eye on? Well,
9: we're talking about uh, extending summer. Look at these temperatures today. Minneapolis, you're going to be 85 degrees. That's 13 degrees above average. Dodge City at 91. Chicago, hello Chicago, 83 degrees, 9 degrees above average. And tomorrow that extends a little bit to the east. Cincinnati, you're going to see a temperature of 86 degrees, 7 degrees above average. Memphis, 90. Wichita, 90. Minneapolis, again, a little cooler, but still 78 degrees. That's 6 degrees above average. And look at these temperatures we head east. It is staying summertime into next week here in New York. Temperatures in the mid-80s. So, uh, Hody, rent that pool again, baby, for those kids. We're looking at mid-80s down there in Norfolk, our friends in Cincinnati, up into the upper 80s near 90 by Monday. And as we look into the next week, in fact, spring arrives September 22nd, about 9.03 p.m., warmer than average. Average temperatures of this wide swath stretching from Phoenix all the way down into Florida and even along the West Coast as far as precipitation. Unfortunately, staying drier where we could use some rain down there, wetter than average out into the Rockies and the Western Plains. i was so excited about those temperatures. I meant to say... Fall instead of spring—a little vapor lock. We, we knew what totally yeah, you meant. We
2: totally read you there, Al. But Pete Brain our
9: are pretty Corrected got, got right in the got in my head. You. I hope he was talking to me. Maybe he
2: was. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I heard a voice. Coming up next, your chance to be a kid again. We're gonna reveal this year's finalists for the National Toy Hall of Fame. We're gonna let you know which ones were our favorites too. Oh, Coming up ahead. after this.
0: Great storytelling with a twist from the true crime original.
1: I mean, yeah. come on, light bright, uh, Jacob, love it. right? I, mean, I
9: yeah. love a light. It's what I've been doing for the first fifty minutes and fifteen seconds of the show <laughs> yeah. today, just sitting backstage. Uh, so here's the deal. That toy, 11 others are now finalists for the 2022 National Toy Hall of Fame. Who knew? Among them, drumroll please, Yes. Nerf Toys, Nerf toys. Bingo, yeah. okay. the Piñata. The Piñata's not a toy. It's a toy! It's yeah. not! It's something you hang pin. up and beat <laughs> up to get handed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Masters right. Bat- of the Universe yeah. action uh, figures. Oh yeah, overdue. Oh, yeah. So, public can vote on this. till so, September 21st, today.com, obviously. Any favorites? Bring the list back
1: up, because Pound, 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 nice. yeah, Pound, Pound Puppies is a big one. Pound Puppies is
9: great. Here's one. Top I mean, why not just put block of wood? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ball. yeah. Ball. Top. And by the way, Top, why aren't you already in the Hall of Top me? should be in it it should the should Top has been. been, like, around since the Stone Age. It it should have
6: been <laughs> first ballot. Yeah. Was Araco, no I was going yeah, to say, what's phase 10, by the Araco?
2: way? Or or a racco? Or learning about? Game. I don't know. I, Ra- like, I like the spirograph, though. Every kid yeah. loves yeah. that. You know, yeah. you yeah. Like total designs for that.
9: Except now that it's, like, electric, you know, it does it for you. It's like, what's the point? We still play with the life right now, House. Yeah, we
1: do, too. And by the way, technology had not changed. (laughs) It's the same life right we all played with, same exact. The paper. Of course, you start losing those. Pegs. Oh, I said
9: yeah. they still get stuck in the vacuum <laughs> the exact yeah, same way. Sure. <laughs> right. yes. Just oh. Over here,
1: uh-huh. we, have yes, we, Just over here uh-huh. we have royalty in the house. Yes, we do. Matt Smith, yes, in our
7: yes sir, in Come the out house. Okay. Yeah, what's going on, brother? All right. We're so
1: excited to talk to you later. Yeah. Not only, really of course, did you too, you played Prince Philip in The Crown, which everyone's you know obsessed with again, and you're playing a prince in House of Dragons.
7: Another prince with blonde hair. I need to change. Typecast. Like Literally, that. yeah. Um, do
2: you have a skeleton necklace on?
7: I do, yeah. Look at you, yeah, yeah. I do actually. You're in Westwood, no less. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh. It's very, yeah, cool. got a
1: lot
3: wow.
2: going
3: on. We can't very make you
7: Yeah, you. quite a loud shirt yeah. as well. Cool. We, we yeah.
1: love, love it. it. Yeah. love
6: everything about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we got oh, a lot, lot go to talk
1: much. to you about. We'll see you in just a few. Yes, yes. Don't go away. Don't go Stay here. Stay here.